Hey everyone, it's Raghu back with Mind Rolling and uh, John Speaker is our guest today. John, welcome to Mind Rolling. Thank you for having me. John, uh, many of you I am sure know of John. And, and number one, number two, he was part of the Soul Land series that we did last year, last year in the fall. And he is an artist uh, and... Uh, Visionary artist, really. That's that's the best. Rather than psychedelic artist, I never liked that. I like visionary arts. That's cool. And he creates paintings and murals. And he did this incredible painting when we had the session with Random Rab. And by the way, Soul Land is coming again on uh, April one. So real soon. Here we're at the end of March. Uh, so do join us on Friday nights and go to ramdas.org slash music to find out more about it. And when we did that particular evening with Ra uh, Random Rab, John, on the spot, painted a, 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 a portrait of Ramdas. And it's an, we'll talk about the, the uh, synergy between a live performance and then you doing a live performance, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in a much, in a different medium. So, um, okay, so you guys, because they're telling me I got to say something about the giveaway that's going to happen. It's the Soul Land giveaway, and this is a Ram Dass's Soul Land music series. And it runs from April 1 to April 25, and the winners will be announced live April 29th at the finale of the series. And uh, five winners take home holographic print of, your, of John uh, Ramdas' portrait. Let me say something about that. This is, I mean, of course you all know I'm pretty biased about things I like and things I don't. I'm not a big psychedelic painting aficionado. And I'm not bullshitting you, John. This is the first <laughs> one of Ramdas on any level that I can connect with. That's because awesome. you you got the thing that I know, you know one aspect of it. Mm. Uh, right, perfect, right on. So this, anyhow, five winners, you're going to take home that print. And you're going to not take it home, we'll have to ship it to you. And then... Um, a limited edition. Um, so, and John is you're going to sign it, right? Yeah, yeah. They're limited edition prints, uh, signed and numbered. Okay, perfect. And the grand prize winner is going to take home uh, the print and the the replica from last year that Llama Foundation. I mean, I may be speaking. This is where Be Here Now was made at Llama Foundation. And they created a replica from Bindu to Ohas, the original box set that had all the materials that went into, uh, at least the written things that went into Be Here Now, the book. So this, they, we had a bunch uh, that we were given just for the purpose of helping celebrate last year, which we did. But we have some that we uh, kept over for this particular purpose. So um, yeah, that, and then the... Um, there's more. You get a Be Here Now clock so you can make sure you're keeping everything together. A uh, $100 gift card to the Ramdas shop. And you go to Soland Records on Instagram to enter. Okay, everybody? That's... Uh, and we're going to be... Can we show the, the painting of Ramdas at some point here? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have it here, but I could share my screen. Um, yeah, you'll share. Okay, so yeah. Let, uh, but first, before we go there, John, like, how did this all happen? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go I mean, back to, you know, basically, you know, you just... My, my standard question for somebody that I have not met is what happened in your formative years to even give you the idea that there was a, a separate reality, as Carlos Castanadas called it, or a way to get free and not believe so much in, you know, in our identity, thoughts, roles, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I guess I could start around when I was in college. Um, I was just super lost, super socially anxious, kind of, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I was going to school for video production. Mm. Uh, I got good grades, graduated, got a job with a small company doing video production. Um, we were creating commercials, stuff like that. Uh, and I was just completely miserable at the time, you know, <laughs> sui suicidal, oh. incredibly so socially anxious. And, you know, I just wasn't sure I wanted to live anymore. Mm. Uh, and then, one night, my friend said, hey, uh, I got some acid. Do you want to try it? <laughs> and I'm like, well, if, if I don't want to live, you know, I was, I didn't know anything about acid, but I was like, well, you know, fuck How old? it. You're 23, you said? I was 22. Uh-huh. Okay, early 20s. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and now? What's now I'm the... 35. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's just about 10 years later, a little more than 10 years later. So this is like, totally. yeah. Yeah, it's been a crazy decade because my friend, yeah, he gave Life me... Life turned around. It, it was insane. Um, yeah, my friend gave me those tabs of acid and then I just had him sitting there. And one night I was sitting in my parents' house still. You know, I, I was still living at home at the time. Uh, and late, it was December 23rd. Uh, 2010, um, I took two tabs of acid in my room, didn't know what to expect. And all of a sudden I had this, just, it felt like my consciousness had been spinning on a hamster wheel stuck just, yeah. and then my consciousness just started to seep every nook and cranny of my brain into my body, into the floor, the room, the town, the world. And then as that experience was happening, for some reason, I felt a calling to pick up a pen and a piece of paper. And I started doodling on a piece of paper. And there was just this wild experience of this kind of childlike joy and hmm. this feeling of being one with everything. And as soon as I started drawing, I knew I'm going to start doing this every day for the rest of my life. And uh, hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then what was funny too was there was just the, it was a crazy, you know, I, I experienced, I suppose, you know, I had suicidal thoughts and then somehow there was this kind of death within that experience where I felt like whatever this identification of self in the world was had died. And now I'm reborn as this, uh, I guess I'm an artist now. <laughs> and, uh, that was on December 23rd. And then what was so funny was the next day we all met up with my family for uh, 
like a Christmas Eve celebration. Mm. And I remember just trying to pretend like everything was normal, but I'm sitting there. Uh, everything just changed. <laughs> the entire reality just completely that I knew just obliterated. And I can't really say anything to anyone. I can't tell my aunt like, hey, I took gas last yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> I know the issue. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, subsequently after that, you know, I didn't, I wanted to understand you know, what was this experience that I had. So I started, I remember just Googling online and Googling about psychedelics. And that's where I found Ram Dass very shortly after. Oh, really? And, uh, after that acid experience? Mm-hmm. Mm. And then from there on out, I just started making art every day, listening to Ram Dass talks and reading oh, really? his books. And yeah. Oh, God. That's so great. <laughs> and now we're here. I, the same thing happened to me. I mean, I have the same story, basically. Really? Just a lot earlier than you. And, uh, yeah, I was a mess as well. Mm. And it, it, it took psychedelics to... I mean, I started searching a little bit. Not really. More about what, what, what is this really all about? You know, was that, like, who am I? I wish I had done what, of course... I don't know. You know who Ramana Maharshi is, a great saint in India? Yeah. Yeah, and he did that thing, 16 years old. I don't mm. know what the shit this is. I'm going to lie down and I'm going <laughs> to I'm not going to get up until I find out who am I. And mm. he kept repeating that, who am I? Who am I? And of course he had a, a realization and the rest of his life was then mapped out, which you know, and what you just said, which is the experience of acid, that then mapped out the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's what happened for most people uh, mm -hmm. who, I mean, hopefully engage with uh, psychedelics using Leary and Alpert's uh, set and setting is of a course. good idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was the same thing. And then I was fortunate and I met Ram Dass and I, I had, I was a program director of, you know, a fairly powerful radio station in Montreal where I'm from and I met him through that and then all I did every week was blast Ramdas talks out there cuz I you know they that's the thing about Ramdas they recorded every I, whoever was around him and it was I knew some of them most of them and they were different people just made sure everything got recorded that's why we have this extraordinary library at Love Serve Remember Foundation of Ramdas's uh, talks and interactions. I mean, we just put one up. Uh, it was all about, um, it was amazing because it was about him in doing a radio show, which he called Here and Ram, Here I Am Now. So, Here and Now. And that's what the podcast of Ramdas on the network is called Here and Now. Ramdas Here and Now. So, pretty amazing. So, he's done all sorts of things. And then they, we, we have, I, to say we have it all is probably not true but boy we have a lot so uh all's to say i did what you did which is listen to every ramdas talk that i could get my hands on and then i had the course the luxury of having fifty thousand watts to send it out yeah <laughs> that was fun it's amazing you know yeah that was fun but yeah yeah amazingly uh the way we're connected and also um you know the way in that trip you you were given your life's work obviously uh 
And but that connectivity in that moment through that uh, to the whatever you want to call the divine essence. Uh, and I had it through music. And I have a famous story about seeing John Coltrane and uh, and, and being outside looking in. Uh, that's how powerful it was for me. So, uh, yeah, so we have <laughs> similar paths. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Um, what, what do you think, though... What do you think about the idea of what you do as a as a practice, and uh, and and how it really connects? Because it seems to me that everybody in creative is trying to not trying to do anything, but is becoming a vehicle for whatever come comes through from the the divine intelligence. It's, there's no words for this shit. It's like it's all, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why I paint. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I'm into music. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, just with the mystery. Mm-hmm. Talk about that in relation to the art. Yeah. You know, it seems like every artist is an instrument for God to play, the creative force, whatever you call it. Um, and to me, it feels like... Uh, you know, being an artist, you you hop in this lineage of, you know, the countless artists throughout history uh, that were all devotees to the creative spirit, whatever that is. Uh, and I like the idea of um, that the artist is kind of a we're, it's kind of like a tuning fork. Um, hmm. You know, certain person in a certain place that has certain life experiences and. They're coalescing, you know, pain and joy, and just the, the experience of being a being. Um, and then by kind of condensing that and putting it onto a canvas, sort of you're creating these objects that are resonating at a frequency. And, you know, I hope in a way that my art resonates, you know, love and joy. And then we we cultivate that state in the creative flow being kind of lost outside of ourselves while we're working, you know, all my worries go away, all my problems. It's sort of some sort of active meditation. And then that artwork gets out into the world and it reproduces and people see it on their walls. And then it, it takes them out of time and out of their own egos as they are in the presence Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. That's Um, a shared, that's the big ass shared thing that we mm -hmm. have together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, creativity is a mystery, you know, I don't, I just keep showing up and making art. Um, I think, yeah, I find the further I go down the path of art, the more it kind of just wears down all of my ideas and Mm. attachments. Mm. Um, it's such an unpredictable game. Uh, you never know when the good idea is going to come. You can't force a good idea or you can't force inspiration. You kind of just have to more and more, in a sense, get over yourself and just be available to the creative source. Um, and yeah, it just flows. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. You know, I think 
if you can, if you don't mind, it, this is like sometimes I have musicians on that I chat with, mm. and after a few minutes, I go, "Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> we're we're talking about your essence. We have to play. Let's play something. In this case, <laughs> yeah. can we show? Let's show a couple of things, okay? Sure. Because the uh, yeah, the reality is in the connect. Just I love what you said, though. You know, when the painting gets out there or the piece of art that gets out there, just like music. And then there's a resonance between the people who hear it and it, and it flows into them. In what, or, you know, they may be interpreting it in a much different way than you even intended, actually. Exactly. Um, uh, it's a funny thing, which reminds me of this thing. I'll share while you're looking, because uh, I'll have to give you a share screen privileges. Everybody, we're going to show oh, yeah. something, so you got to go to... <laughs> Um, you're going to have to go to YouTube to watch. But we'll put up John's uh, paintings in the show notes. You know, so you'll be able to see them there. Okay, I'm going to make you the host. But what it reminds me is when we would sit around these young hippie Westerners way back in the day with Neem Karoli Baba, he, he would say just... You know, very sim they're simplistic kinds of statements in the way that, you know, if I said them, you would think they're really simplistic. But the the reality is when he would say something, and, and it's not, it wasn't all generalization, but he could say something to one person about, he would go, um, are you, you don't love your father? do you love your father? You know, he'd say something like that and that would make that person's like the whole inside come come out <laughs> in terms of not recognizing ways in which, you know, I had it happen directly to me when my father was actually there physically with me. He said, you don't, you only love your father because he gives you money. Uh, and you're like, oh, he's calling shit. you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and anyhow, but one thing would go out from him and that... 20 people could be sitting around there and every one of them got a completely different message that was needed. Mm -hmm. The same with the creative thing that's behind everything is, is manifesting through this being who is no longer in subject-object relation with the world, which is hard to believe, but true. And uh, the same with an artist, the same with a musician, uh, uh, someone who is creating music. Absolutely, everyone gets a little bit of a different take, but there is one thing that's at the heart of it, which is that deep first impression of opening, usually in the most general way, that uh, that's a common thing. Yeah, and I've even found that um, just by listening to the same Ramdas talk over a decade, it's it's speak. I'm hearing it differently every time, but it's always speaking to me exactly where mm. I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm there with you. It happens to me, and I, you know, of course, I've been listening for a long time. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely agree. Okay, what are you going to show us? How about? Uh, can you see this? Yeah. Okay, so that's it. That is the. <laughs> uh, I I. Uh, I really love this. I I gotta say. Um, so everybody it. out there, again, hopefully, you know, you, though, those of you who are listening, please, please excuse us. And I'm just sitting here uh, staring at this uh, painting that John <laughs> did. Do you have, um, 
let's see what else just brief i I love both hanuman and ganesh do you happen to have those around yes actually so i I have to stop the share and then yeah so john uh did this phenomenal ganesh okay i love this ganesh how do I get a print of this? We, of course, you'll have I'll all of John's, in, John's information will be in the show notes, okay, to link you up to, you know, getting prints and so on. Um, yeah. Do you remember which Ganesh you liked? I've painted it a bunch. Uh, oh, you're <laughs> kidding. This is blue, blue. And then in the left uh, corner is this swirling mandala kind of a thing over on the right of his head. Let me see if I can. The flowers it. with uh, violet petals. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it doesn't matter. John, <laughs> whatever you got, put it up. Okay. Well, I have, um, let's see. Mm -hmm. Apologies for that. Yeah. No, I'm putting John on the spot here. He didn't know this was <laughs> happening. But, you know, it's a podcast. We can do what we want, you know. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, here's a Hanuman I did. Uh, oh, this yeah. was There's this Hanuman. was very early in my painting endeavors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really close to really. Uh, you know what? In there's a bit of a different thing. It's more like Balinese rather than Indian, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. if that was you know what you were thinking, but this is very much you know Thai Balinese. You know they love Hanuman. They have a lot of Hanumans there. I have one of their uh, mortis here, statues actually. Oh, cool. So yeah, he's cute. I love. <laughs> we love Hanuman. So all right, uh, let's. Um, yeah, I, we're talking about Ramdas, and uh, while we're talking, you can give me back control. Okay, John, <laughs> I need control. Um, we've been talking. You know how we met is through Ramdas. So how is how is some of uh, what what say our central. Uh, let's say, perspectives. Let's talk about perspective, That because that's a big thing for me. He, he really helped turn around my perspective, uh, the way in which I saw the world and, and much more of uh, it uh, combining with the molecular flow rather than pushing away or inventing something else to control it. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, a major thing for me. Yeah, talk about what perspectives like moved for you that were profound. I mean, one of the biggest things was uh, just he really helped me not be scared of the world. Mm. Um, mm. You know? Yeah, I totally don't. <laughs> like, it, it felt like for me, I was this joyful kid and then all of a sudden I was growing into adulthood and the world around me just scared me and I was uh, protecting myself and not making friends and not going out. Uh, I would be scared to go to a restaurant or even like a post office I hadn't been to before. And then, uh, I mean, hearing somebody talk about the loving nature of reality and helping me tap into my own heart really helped me open up, you know, and 
and experience the world again, uh, which was huge. And, you know, I also think uh, I embarked on this artistic journey and there's no rules for it. There's no, Mm. nobody can really tell you what to do. And I was, I knew it was something I was wanted to pursue and it was, you know, kind of this compulsion. Uh, I kept creating art, but I didn't know kind of what to do besides make the art. And I think Ramdas kind of helped fill in those gaps to realize that, you know, like um, you can open up to the world and open up your heart and it's all going to be okay. And this is, this is fun. Like, let it be fun. Let it be a joy. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It really alleviated, alleviated my, my fears of failure or of, Mm. you know, uh, a fear of maybe looking like I didn't know what I was doing or this or that, you know, just, (laughs) (laughs) and I've also, you know, I've dealt with a lot of depression throughout my life, Mm. you know, even along this journey, as I found art and things have been happening and it's, it's always great to check in with Ramdas because whatever feels so heavy and like, you know, the world's ending, you listen to him and all of a sudden it just evaporates and yeah. he, he just helps remember, you know, help, yeah. help me to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the real thing, and I, I'm completely in sync with uh, how you felt it, it made you, it made you feel absolutely it's okay to be human. Basically, I forget exactly what you said, but yeah, and that's what I got too. It's okay, and that's because of his honesty, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the next stage is you stop taking yourself so seriously, right? That's <laughs> yeah. a huge thing because if you are, then you're believing absolutely every thought in your head, every circumstance, every situation, every time somebody projects at you, you're mm-hmm. reacting, and, and and so on. So. I say that as I just remember reacting to, you know, one of those, um, you know, uh, your credentials are messed up and you got to actually end up calling somebody or something like that and the impossibility behind that. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then I go, oh, God, really? Still? <laughs> Still in that mode? Um, but, yeah, then the next thing is, oh, this is a great thing. The next thing is, of course, um, it's okay. We're just human, you know. We are not. Ramdas was not beyond any, you know. His thing was I used to take care of people. Mm-hmm. That was my thing, and now after the stroke, I got to be taken care of. So I should yeah. write a book, you know, about instead of. Um, what 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 can you do for me now? Not you know how can I help? How can you help? <laughs> would be the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he had that sense of humor. The love and humor was the two basic ingredients that he espoused all the time. Oh, here. Uh, yeah, I, I love the humor that he infuses, um, just to make everything funny. It, it, the the laughter, it's so funny, like the style, uh, kind of like the, the spiritual humor, it, it, it almost hits you in this different place. Uh, my wife and I were, you know, listening to a Ram Dass talk the other day and the type of laughter that he elicits from you is this thing where you're, it's like he wakes you up 
from your own mind and your own kind of, oh, things should be this way. And like, what are these people's problem? <laughs> yeah, they'll say right. one thing and it just makes it all evaporate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but then you pick up on it and you're like, okay, it's one thing to hear Ramdas and, you know, he's, he's way beyond us, but in, in reality, not. Mm-hmm. And it, it just really, it's essentially, it's really phenomenal because what he was in, in that incarnation was someone who, and he used to say it, okay, the, that film of becoming nobody, he, he said, yeah, I was with an old friend from Harvard and, uh, he said to me, you know, you're just, and he, uh, he was Ramdas then. He said, yeah, Dick, you're just the same old Dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, you know, I still got all these, you know, schmooze, he called them. <laughs> but, you know, they're, I'm happy to have tea with them. He didn't say it that way. You know, well, it's and like, that's a big deal. That kind of points towards that whole, you know, Ramdas often would talk about the whole channel thing you know you have this personality channel the astral one and then the one with everything and i find that to be such a good reference you know it's like oh i'm really i'm really buying my i'm an artist and i gotta you know i gotta make a cool painting and i have to sell it you know (laughs) or else i'm not of value yeah and then exactly yeah yeah you just stop taking that shit so seriously you're the thoughts Exactly, and he yeah. was uh, a master at addressing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get to the point, here's his advice: when you get to the point that you no longer you that self seriousness wildly takes over, and you're just bashing the shit out of yourself, right? It's terrible the way we talk to ourselves, right? You wouldn't talk yeah. to me like that, and I wouldn't talk to you. It's <laughs> nuts. So uh, Ramdas said, oh, we have this uh, great book. By the way, everybody, Words of Wisdom. This is my Love, Serve, Remember hat uh, from Ramdas. Um, he said, I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness. That's an exercise, mm-hmm. actually, where you actually, you know, you s- just sit for a few minutes and just, Surround yourself with the kind of love, if it's Ramdas or if it's, you know, a teacher that you really trust, you know, whatever it is, uh, you surround yourself. It could be Mother Mary. We have Easter coming up. Um, So that's an actual process that will return one to the kind of spaciousness from which you are not knee-jerk reacting to shit. And when you're in, in that space of everything seems pretty serious and fucked up, you can through that, you know, I'm human, and just wrap your arms around yourself in the way that those arms represent whoever it is you trust within the entire stratosphere <laughs> You know, here, departed, whatever, it doesn't matter. Love is love. Not fade away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that. I love that book, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't it great? You can just pick it up. I picked it up and I found that. Yeah, yeah, just picking it up and 
I love to just pick it up and flip to any random page and say, okay, you know, what are we, what are we yeah, paying attention to for today? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so one thing that interests me that we haven't talked about is the work that you do in these big festivals, right? Yeah. Talk about how did you get into that and what what's that like? Because some of them are, you know, a lot of people, multi-thousands. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was, um, I took an art workshop at Cosm. It was Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Um, Alex, Alex and Allison Gray. Oh, oh okay. Place. Alex, yeah. Yeah. And I took a workshop hosted by Randall Roberts and Morgan Mandala. Um, I, I was kind of seeking them as mentors and teachers. And I took their class and we became friends. And they've been touring around for years. And they kind of just grabbed my hand and took me along and uh, introduced me to the right people and started painting at, at festivals, which is a crazy experience because uh, for years I had been painting just by myself in a room. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you're out in this chaos, you know, there's music, you know, multiple stages, there's people partying. Like you become like a impromptu therapist as you're painting as well. No. <laughs> you know? okay. You'll be you'll be painting and then, you know, random people will just walk up to you and start telling you their life story or something they're working on or they'll want encouragement from you to like encourage them to make art and uh -huh. this whole weird crazy dynamic. Um oh, that's great. It's really fun because I think you can capture a certain energy in that space. Mm. Uh, you know, right? There's all these, you know, there's a bunch of people just having a great time together and being peaceful. Um, the work's usually a lot looser and maybe a little more flowing and not as precise. Uh, but it's I also find it to be kind of really overwhelming. So <laughs> I don't do it so much anymore. Oh, you uh, don't. Uh -huh. Well, you no. have nobody has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of years. yeah, it's been. Yeah, sometimes I forget. For the past couple of years, we've been. Uh, yeah, we're all we, forgetting. Yeah, we want to forget about it, I but know. unfortunately, it's not quite there <laughs> yeah. yet. But yeah, I mean, nowadays I'll do uh, smaller events like mm. uh, painting at Threda Art Gallery in Denver. Um, I'll be there uh, first Friday of April. Mm. They do like, you know, the whole street, it's, there's a bunch of art galleries down the whole street. So people are coming in and leaving and we'll paint and it's fun. And it, it's more intimate because it's really interesting, uh, the way that an artist standing at a canvas, working on a painting, um, the way you get to meet people in that space, mm. you know, it's, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems to the create, you know, the creative energy, it seems to kind of drop a lot of walls down for people and layers and uh mm. you can end up having some really deep genuine amazing conversations very easily in that space which is really fun yeah that's great again back to the community of it the energy when there's many people mm -hmm. focused on one thing and then the music really opens it up yeah how is it? so how is that affecting what you're doing the actual music and does it it, it it's got to matter from one band to another one group to another yeah well i mean 
if you're listening to some really crazy electronic music, you know, and you start feeling it and you start dancing as you're painting and <laughs> <laughs> the paint strokes, like something will come out of me. I'm like, I don't ever do this. Whoa, you know, it's almost like there's this, like the whole group, you know, people are letting go in dance. Uh, the artists are letting go and there's just this, it's like everybody's egos are kind of softened in that state and we're all kind of grooving together. And uh, it's a really great environment to just kind of get out of yourself. And cause you know, sitting in the studio, you can really critique and be judging things. And, but when you talk to people and dancing and having fun, it, it just kind yeah, of come, right. comes yeah. out, you know? And then yeah, that's it, a cool thing. I get that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And uh, I'm actually like speaking of community, um, I'm sitting right now uh, about a month ago, we just signed a lease for this new studio. So I'm going to start, um, you know, creating a communal space where we invite groups of artists to come paint and talk mm. about how to, you know, become a uh, professional artist, uh, critique work and start teaching workshops as well. So wow. well, that's I'm trying, cool. I'm trying to, uh, mature into cause <laughs> mentorship. Yeah. Cause uh, I don't know how long I can, you know, go to parties and paint and we have a baby on the way. So oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, things are going to change, but that, that's one mm-hmm. community still though, aside from the, the fact people are going to want to do this so that they can move forward in their own lives and careers. But you know, it's great that you you have all this experience and be able to share the consciousness part, you know. Cause, totally. Which is a big part of what uh, this is about. I mean, through your art. Uh, talk about that a little bit in terms of expressing some of the um, deepest um, spaces that do go beyond the, the, the mini-me self into the bigger one, yeah. which is part of our, it's the heritage of who we are. And how does that uh, fit with what's happening as it flows through you and how you try to uh, get move that John Speaker over for a moment? Well, you know, I found personally is when I am in the act of creativity, the ego seems to kind of evaporate mm. and, you know, there's just this oneness with creativity. Um, And I mean, it comes in all forms as far as uh, you can walk down the street with an open heart and be observant. And uh, you might see a smile somebody gives you or the way a street corner looks and a light bulb Mm. goes off or spend a lot of time journaling in, you know, uh, I'll journal in a notebook and kind of I'll get the clutter out of the way. Like, okay, my mind is, is doing this, that it's doing that. And then halfway down the page, I'll drop all that shit kind of as like a, some sort of magical practice in a sense, kind of get all that shit out of me and then doodle on the bottom of the page and see what kind of comes out purely after mm. I've kind of processed yeah. that information. Yeah. And, um, and other times, you know, uh, sometimes there might be an insight and then I work on refining that idea through drawings and p- pointing towards 
the higher truths. And then other times I might just approach a canvas with openness and let's just show up and see what happens. Mm. And, and it will uh, materialize. Um, but, you know, there's, there's so many different artists with different approaches. Uh, but I think for me, it was uh, kind of discovering art in that state, you know, that acid trip I yeah. told you about earlier yeah. and kind of having that transcendent experience. It's kind of been like locked into my approach to art. And I don't know if I could do anything else <laughs> if I tried. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, almost in a way is, I think, almost regardless of somebody's opinion on art, it is this transcendent thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. It, it's just something happening that we're here to observe. I, it, it's really hard. I mean, it's why I paint is because it's very hard to actually articulate it, yeah. <laughs> what this is, yeah. but. And it hits to, towards the, it hints way better towards the ineffable. Exactly. Words yeah. do. That's it. Music and art, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's the why of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had a weird thing happen to me the other day. Uh, I don't know what um, column this falls in under. Maybe <laughs> nothing we've been talking about. I don't know why. I just thought of it, though. It's kind of cool. Uh, I live in Ojai, California, where the Love, Serve, Remember Foundation is. And uh, it doesn't rain. So fucked up. Uh, yeah. But suddenly, one afternoon, a week ago, it's just sprinkled a little in with the sun. I was like, this is crazy. Miracle. Um, and I went out and I, uh, there was a lot of clouds, but then I saw a hole in the sky where the light was coming through. I thought, oh, that's a great picture. And I, I love taking pictures of nature and all that. Anyway, I didn't look at it until uh, literally a day ago. Uh, and I th saw the face of God. I swear to God, with a in the third eye was light streaming through. And you could see a nose and a mouth and an eye. Wow. Formed by the clouds. Whoa. But it was so real. It's shocking. I, I <laughs> What? How did... Did I, you know, uh, next thing I know, I called my son who's into NFTs. Maybe we should put this out, except <laughs> I might feel real guilty because it's like selling God. How yeah. am I going to do that? And he said, nah, you're Jewish. There's no sin in Jews, <laughs> with Jews. So no problem. Anyhow, yeah, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, just, yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, it's amazing that what can happen in any one given moment, all it needs is a little bit of intention, right? I mean, exactly. my intention was love of, of photographs of nature in a certain unique setting and, you know, whatever my eye is to see that. Uh, so, yeah, anyhow, that's that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of, you know, the the awesome thing about just paying attention. Um, yeah. And if you can get that mind clutter out of the way and or yeah. not pay it so much attention so you could actually be there to observe, hey, God is smiling at you right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but if you were worried about, you know, uh, 
oh shit, I got to go to the DMV and you're yeah. <laughs> muttering Think to yourself, you might have missed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so absolutely true. And then as a corollary to that, in terms of like, for instance, the there's intention is, is extremely, extremely important in every aspect of our lives for sure. Um, but then intuition comes in. So tell me, like, you know, I keep looking at this Ganesh that they, they sent me a, a few copies of the different things that you do? Here. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that Ganesh. Okay? Thank you. I love Ganesh. What happened? How, you, why did you even decide, you know, what's the connection for you to the deity? And, and it, yeah. Well, that piece was actually a commission. Um, oh. And... Not that that takes away from it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was, you know, I grew up in central Pennsylvania in the suburbs. And, uh, and, and for me, it was painting Ganesh was a way to get to uh, meet Ganesh. Mm. And to, I, I feel like whenever I, mm. I paint the deity, they are teaching me as I paint them. And uh, at least personally, it feels more of a, an experience. Like it's, I'm not choosing to paint Ganesh. Ganesh wants me to paint Ganesh. And that there's, um, you know, I would simultaneously research and learn about these deities as I would paint them. But I, I think in some strange way, the act of creativity itself is you, you, uh, you almost receive the higher, the higher learning and the higher essence of that being th through the actual process of um, showing up and meditating with it every day. You know, you're spending eight hours a day for weeks to a month just staring at Ganesh, and it's mm, wow. you know you're staring at him, and there's this mm. push and play and pull, and it kind of uh, it almost dictates how it wants to be articulated in a sense mm, through you makes sense yeah well he is the remover of obstacles <laughs> yeah come on Ganesh <laughs> <laughs> anyhow it's really yeah uh, uh to me that speaks to intuition too because it's once you trust something you then allow it to be and then uh, intuition really presents uh, a truth beyond our frontal lobe stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then with that kind of connection, especially, it can't happen. You have to have that intu intuitive uh, process uh, to create art of any sort. Yeah, and I was actually listening the other day. It was you and your son talking with Jack Cornfield. Yeah, about, yeah. About intuition. Great. Yes. And I... You know, I followed the kind of intuitive impulse for years now, and I never really knew how to actually kind of define it. And actually, you could, I didn't realize you could just tap into it in the way that Jack kind of. Uh, yeah, Jack. Jack gave through. a great, uh, really, interpretation of that process and what it is. Yeah, we're uh, we're actually my son Noah is putting together a whole thing around intuition, trust, and intuition. That has always been for me. It's it's another thing I I, I definitely learned from Ramdas the trust part and the sharing part, 
and uh, and then once you have that, boy, you can really. It's it's. Uh, I use. I was going to use the word. I will use it. Indulge intuition. Mm-hmm. You can indulge intuition by virtue of the trust that you have in the deepest part of yourself. Exactly. You know, it's like splurge into it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know, but it and never lets you down. You know, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And and but even when it does, and you're just you're actually you're you uh, there's still attachment and grasping. So then that intuition just turns you left. Uh, you're supposed the intuition actually reverts to the the little guy there that's trying to control and defend everything. <laughs> and you find that out later. That's what mindfulness is all about. And you go, oh, okay. Um, you know, human, we're back to that. I'm just human. And uh, and then you go to Ram Dass's, hold yourself in the arms of, of one's own kindness. And then, I, you know what I did? I actually put, I loved that thing so much. And then I had this thought. I put a picture on my altar where, you know, I have Maharaji and everybody. I put a picture of myself around five years, four, four years old, four or five years old. They they, uh, my parents did a shoot, you know, how they would shoot families with a professional photographer. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, there I am, and they got one shot of me kind of looking off into the distance like, what am I doing here? This is, <laughs> whoa, God, you know, and it had a lonely feel, look of separation, that mm-hmm. separation that I was learning quite well from the time that I got my name. And uh, I put that, and then I, so I put that thing, I put it by one of my great Rinpoche teachers. And I think of Ramdas's thing. And at some point at the end, I look at that picture and see that poor little guy. We all have that poor little guy, girls and guys inside of us, and embrace that. It's okay. It's a fabulous exercise. I got to tell everybody. It's the first yeah. time I've really mentioned it, actually. Yeah, actually, I uh, had I went to a, a breathwork therapist before, where she kind of coached us to find our that inner child and embrace yeah. them and let them know yeah. everything's going to be okay. You know, yeah, I got you, little buddy. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, again, that may sound woohoo, but I'm telling you what I did, um, and y- you all know I not at all for any kind of woohoo uh, <laughs> or hooey. It works. It's true. It does yeah. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. Um, this has been great to hang out with you, man. Yeah, you too. And people, yeah. people be able to, you know, I know it's johnspeaker.com, mm-hmm. but all of that, all of what we've been talking about, any links, all of it will be uh, available in the show notes. Okay. So they can find you. Um, gee, I thought they were going to. F- You're not going to any of the the big festivals this summer that are all coming back. Well, the thing is, is that on April nineteenth, we we have a due date for our first baby, so we have no idea what this summer is going to bring. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think we're going to be traveling too much. No. <laughs> well, you yeah. Eh. In three months, you can go out with the baby. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, I think more fun. 
for mom to be home in a, in a nice, uh, warm, sheltered place, that's for sure. Totally. Uh, yeah. Well, all the best. Congratulations, John. That's Thank so you. Great, great. And again, thanks for being here. And uh, uh, we look forward to more of your work. Uh, again, everybody, you'll all be able to catch up with John's work, even if you don't see this on YouTube. Uh, we'll have it available. And um, yeah, we'll, don't forget the wonderful Soulan, Ramdas Soulan music series, okay, which starts April 1st. And John's painting will be given away to the first five people. And there's a grand prize, as I said before, that uh, aside from the holographic print, what's a holographic print? Uh, it's sparkly when the light hits it. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Uh, so five winners will take that. And the way to get into it is to go to... Um, uh, Solan Records, just Solan Records on Instagram, and you'll find a way to get your name in there. Uh, you can al also always write to info at ramdas.org for in any kind of information. And then you get uh, the grand prize. I love the grand prize because it's got that box set, the Be Here Now box set from Lama called Bindu to Ojas and the clock. I have the clock. You got to have the clock, the Be Here Now <laughs> clock that has no time on it. Uh, but you can still figure it out a little bit. Uh, and, the, and the gift card. So everybody, thank you. And we shall see you next week on... Mind rolling on Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com and catch all these fantastic podcasts.